and went on to become a prominent surgeon at a great hospital and then to save a president's life, the American dream in spades. But you see, Dr. Giordano wasn't too enamored of the way Reagan was telling his life story. He thought the president had left a few details out of the picture, like school loans and federal funding for his medical research. Here's a bit of what Dr. Giordano said about the matter in the Los Angeles Times under the headline, Facts for the President's Fable. In contrast to the president, who feels that government programs make people so dependent that they lose initiative, I feel that these programs have enabled people with little resources to reach their full potential. The doc said it all. The purpose of this program is to say that we were right when we made investments in people, and that it's wrong to let the Republicans snatch these investments away to pay for tax cuts for those who don't need our help. It's all about priorities. I know that dollars are tight, and the country just isn't growing like it was when I was a kid. But that should be all the more reason to invest wisely. To my way of thinking, there's no wiser investment than opportunity, no better way to hold this country together than to make sure everybody has at least a chance to get ahead. A few years ago, one of my nephews was trying futilely to break his Uncle James's record for utter academic failure by busting out of college without a job. My mama, who is known to most of Louisiana as Miss Nippy, informed my nephew that there were only two acceptable activities for a human being between the ages of five and sixty-five, being in training for a job or having a job. My nephew was doing neither, and that was unacceptable. What Miss Nippy's five to sixty-five philosophy says to me is this, work and training for work are core values. They are values that built this country. On this program, you're going to hear me talking a lot about what we need to do to promote work and training for work. And I'm going to start by calling myself a 5 to 65 Democrat, and I'll be happy to share the term with any of you. As I see it, the great divide in this world is between people who believe that education, training, work, and opportunity are the essential ingredients to building a strong and more prosperous nation, 5 to 65 Democrats, and people who don't. You know who I'm talking about. It's the people who want to cut school loans and grants so they can cut capital gains taxes for the rich. People who want to throw people off of welfare without helping them get the tools they need to go to work. People who want to slash the earned income tax credit and other programs that reward people for lifting themselves up through work. People have sucked from the government's sugar tit all their lives and now want to make sure it runs dry for everyone else. It's them versus us. Ours is the morally superior position. We're right. They're wrong. Last night, I had a dream. One of my wife's friends was going to have a huge barbecue for the 4th of July. Sure, it was going to be a chest-thumping, live-free-or-die kind of Republican affair, but I have to admit it, it sounded great. This friend had a big farmhouse set in the most beautiful part of Virginia, with acres of fields for our dogs to run around and lots of cows for them to bark at. And based on prior experience, I knew the food was going to be first-rate. I will admit it, Republican gatherings always have better food than Democratic ones. The only good thing about a Republican party is the food. But about this dream, wouldn't you know it, at the last minute Mary couldn't go, she had to run off and give a speech at a convention of truck stop hairdressers or some such thing, and I was on my own. I was pissed. Without Mary to run interference from time to time, an all-Republican affair can be brutal. I'd made plans to ditch the barbecue and watch the Marine Corps band play, 
but when Mary heard I wasn't going, she threatened to start calling me Serpent Head on a TV show every night. I caved. When I got to the farmhouse, the gravel road out front was jam-packed with cars. All of them nice, most of them foreign. Some of the bumper stickers I saw were truly frightening. Guns don't kill people. Kids on welfare do. Screw the geezers. They don't vote for us anyway. Get government out of Medicare and back in the bedroom where it belongs. Man, it was going to be a rough crowd. I took my two dogs out of my truck, put them on leashes, and walked around the back of the house where all the music and good smells were coming from. I was right about to chow. The first thing I saw was a big wooden bowl full of that real good potato salad, the kind with homemade mayonnaise and fresh dill. And sure enough, there were steaming hot ears of silver queen corn. Then I got myself some tasty-looking beef brisket. You know, like three or four slices with some real good Vidalia onions and a sweet Texas-style barbecue sauce and, for good measure, an overstuffed pulled pork sandwich with spicy slaw.